The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And greetings, everyone. Um, welcome to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. We're going to kind of go back to the beginning a little bit here. Um, as you probably recall, those of you who have been with us for a while, we originally built this program around four essential questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? Well, there's another way that we kind of want to organize this um, because we're obviously talking to you about things that we really hold near and dear, the teachings of the Ascended Masters and the pathway of our soul to our eventual ascension with God. And um, we talk a lot about the being co-creator with God and how much this energy that we all are living with is essential to our understanding of who we truly are. But there's another thing that I wanted to mention, and I think we all probably are in harmony with this, and that is this. We will talk to you about what we offer, what the Ascended Masters offer, what this path offers. We'll talk to you about how you can put these what's into practice in your life. But really, where it all comes down is why. Why do we do this? Why are we so passionate about this path? Why is it that we are sticking with it and have done so as long as we have? So I want to ask um, Terry and Sid to maybe share a little bit about what brought them into this path in the first place. And generally, you've got a few minutes. You can uh, don't. <laughs> we're talking lifetimes here, so we're not going to distill it down into a couple of minutes. Well, I was I was you thinking know? about it, looking at notes for today's show and everything, and I'm thinking. Um, I was thinking, as a matter of fact, just this morning. You know, I got it. I got into it through the health food side uh, <laughs> door of the of the temple, so to speak. Um, I had, prior to that, I'd read, you know, Edgar Cayce and uh, Ruth Montgomery and Arthur Ford and, and uh, mm-hmm. Gene yeah. Dixon. And there were a number of things that were starting oh, yeah. to pique my interest. Uh, but, but I got particularly interested in health. And so um, what I did was when I was in Colorado Springs, I happened to wander into the health food store that was run by the church. It was the Summit Lighthouse at that time. It yeah. hadn't formalized as Church Universal and Triumphant. So... Um, that's kind of how I got in. I'm sitting in there eating good food and buying good vitamins and listening. <laughs> and all of a sudden, listening to these uh, these people that were working there talking about the various aspects of the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Yeah. And I'm going, hey, that's a piece of the puzzle that uh, fits right here. 
Next conversation, there's another piece of the puzzle that fits right over here. And all of a sudden, my puzzle's starting to fill in with the mysteries of life. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. And that's basically it. You know, I, I've, I've talked to other people, and I've actually shared it in this context myself. And I said, my life appeared as if it were a crazy quilt until <laughs> these pieces just kind of locked everything into place. And suddenly, it all made sense. Yeah. And I, that's why I did that. That's why that person inspired me. You know, I mean, I'm talking... You know, Gurdjieff, Uspensky, people, uh, Jung, uh, Barry Stevens, people that in the 60s were pop psychology oriented and different things. Uh But they all had pieces of the puzzle. So what you just said, you know, just kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. That maybe we all can share that kind of. uh, Yeah, you know, for me it was, I grew up in a Christian church. I really loved Jesus. But you know what? I knew there was more. (laughs) I I couldn't make sense of things. Why do people get born in India in poverty? Why am I in America? And so Mm -hmm. on and so forth. And I got into Edgar Casey, like 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 you, Terry, uh-huh. and all of a sudden, understanding karma and reincarnation changed everything. That's the key. It gave, right? a, it gave a new way of looking at life, understanding life, the purpose of life, you know, and and where we want to go. And so then I I said, okay, what do I do with this? So then I went on a spiritual search. When I was in high school, I used to go around all these different churches and places and so forth, trying to find it. And I ended up going to school in Colorado, which is no coincidence. <laughs> and that's, uh, I went into the library at the University of Colorado one day looking for a, a book, a spiritual book, which was checked out. And I saw on the shelf a book called The I Am Discourses, which, as you may or may not know, was from the I Am movement from the 1930s. I didn't know what it meant, but I knew it was something. I checked the book out, and I didn't know what to I, I can remember sitting on the lawn at the University of Colorado and staring at this book. And I thought, what do I do with this? I know I'm supposed to do something. Wow. Anyway, long story short is I ended up getting uh, referred to uh, the Summit Lighthouse, as you know, which is in Colorado Springs. And I went down there for a conference. And I got to tell you, I, I knew immediately it was true. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I got in there and heard and saw, I knew it was true. I said, but wait a minute, God, this is, I don't know if I'm ready for all of this just yet. Yeah. And so, but I knew it was true. And I didn't know where to begin, so I took small steps. And that's, I think that can be for everybody. I didn't understand everything going in, but you don't have to. Yeah. Try it and experience it. Because what happened is, of course, as I experienced it and worked through it, everything got reinforced I understood more, I grew more. And I think what for me, and I think for some people, the search becomes their lives. In other words, they spend their lives searching. Yeah, yeah. They're not really hoping to find anything. They like the search too much. It's like the perpetual student. And so if you find yeah. the truth, make sure you see it and act on it. Because I decided to try it. And, of course, that was, I have to admit, almost 40 years ago for me. Mm-hmm. So it is a path that has purpose. I understand who I am. I understand that God lives in me, that mm-hmm. I'm not just evolved uh, pond scum, as they say, <laughs> that there is a purpose for me, there is a future, I have free will, yeah. I've made karma, but I can balance that, and the goal of my life is the ascension. There's a reason for living beyond the satiation of the physical needs or whatever, and those, you know, providing your family, those are all important things, mm-hmm. but until you understand there is a path that you must walk to get where you're going, things don't make sense. No, and, and I think that's probably one of the key characteristics of the path as we describe it when we're looking back. And one of the things that I wanted to share with all of our listeners right now, and this is going to be something we'll share continuously over the next six, eight, ten weeks or more, life is a sacred adventure, or spiritual quest, if you will. And I want you all to write down this little email address in case you have any questions about it, because uh, we're trying to get this set up so that people like you can come closer to these teachings on your own terms, recognizing that you are taking a spiritual adventure. Here's the email. SpiritualQuest at TSL.org. SpiritualQuest 
at tsl.org. Somebody on the other end of that email is going to answer you and will help to perhaps focus your search, your adventure, whatever the case may be. Uh, We're embarking on something doing this right now that is going to bring everybody who wants to be into this with absolutely no obligation on your part whatsoever. Other than, you know, just try it. Yeah, exactly. And I think this is the key. Ask God to show you. You know, it's like we can't, you know, take someone else's view or, or opinion so much. We have to experience it for ourselves. And for me, that's what sealed my commitment to this path is what I experienced, the power of the spoken word, how I felt different, how I changed, how I could feel God, you yeah. know, guiding yeah. me. And, you know, it's not a cake rock. But, you know, <laughs> life isn't a cakewalk, if you haven't noticed. No. But this oh. has a purpose to it. And, and you know, yeah. it, it's different when you wake up every day and you have a purpose. You know God is working with you and guiding you. And there's something to be done that day. And you can win a victory that day when yes. you move on to the next. Well, And, and, and you know, uh, here's another thing I want to throw in mm-hmm. is that people can come in at their own comfortable level. Exactly. I remember, I remember the first conference I went to was, uh, we called it Freedom 73. It was just outside of Colorado Springs. I didn't, I didn't know enough to really get involved. And as a matter of fact, I got there at the tail end of one part of the program and the beginning of another part of the program. But I, I stood back and watched. See, it's a little bit like going into, a, going into a room that has a fire blazing on the other side of the room. You may want to just step inside the door to begin with mm-hmm. and warm up at your own pace. Yeah. Well, don't get too close to the flame too quickly. You yeah. can burn out. Yeah. <laughs> which I think a lot of us in the 60s experience. <laughs> and then when you, That's another story. Then when you start to understand things, you can move closer, you can begin, yeah. you know. Well, you mentioned a word, a key word, um, Sid, and that was purpose. Um, as we go down this pathway now, um, today's show was titled Your Divine Origin. And that's a very, very good place to start because that's what's basically telling all of us we began in the heart of God, in the creation of God, and we are, in fact, one with that creation, one with God. You start with that understanding, it's awesome. Well, you know? well, it is, because you think that God is within us. And so, well, why did God create us? You know, I mean, which is a pretty legitimate question. Yeah. God, wa- you know, wanted co-creators with him. Yeah. And, you know, he took a portion of himself and put it inside of us. And what's happened, we've gotten so such an overlay on us that we can't necessarily feel that presence of God. We can't see it. Culture and society don't tell us that God is within <laughs> us. You know, they tell us we're worthless sinners. And so we've lost perspective. We lost understanding. You know, I was, uh, this last Sunday, I was trying to teach my 11-year-old daughter understand spiritual perspective of people that believe different things, because it def- it it guides us in everything we do. If we know there's a purpose, if we know God is within our hearts, we aren't going to treat our body the same way a lot of people treat that Certainly with the drugs not. and the alcohol right. or whatever else. We know that it's it's something to be honored, and we know that there's a place for us to go. And if we get there, our lives will have the fulfillment that everybody seeks, the happiness that's so elusive. It's there. It's waiting for us, but we have to take the first step. Well, and I think a lot of people ask that question in various different ways. You know, why did God create me? Why did he create us? And I think the simplest answer would be to multiply his love and his light. Right. And he gave us free will, so we we really are (laughs) co-creators. Yes, we are. Sometimes for good and sometimes for not so good. And, and this whole free will thing, or doing the will of God, is a very interesting aspect of, uh, oh, yes. of the path. Because you think, to begin with, you think, oh, my God, <laughs> the will of God's going to be a real heavy-duty thing. But once you start doing the will of God, you realize that you were on the flip side of the coin the it's, whole time. It's the way home. The will yeah. of God is the way home. Yeah, you know, and I would, another point, this is kind of a corollary to this discussion, but I think it's really important to say that we're, we're nothing special. 
I mean, we are who we are. We're passionate about what we believe, the path that we're on. But our authorization to share this with you comes from the highest source possible, and that's the source we all share. Right, exactly. (laughs) I mean, you know, and this is where we get back to the whole mission of Jesus. He wanted us to follow him, to emulate him, not to just make him a, a, a god, so to speak. And so the same light that is in the heart of Jesus is in our hearts as well. He obviously has manifested a bit more than we have, <laughs> but that doesn't mean we can't go where he is, yeah, you know, and precisely. that's the purpose of life and why his whole teaching has been so misconstrued, mm-hmm. you know, to understand he set the example, not the exception. And, yes. then, and then when you understand the karma and reincarnation and you study the previous lives of Jesus, you see what the evolution of that particular soul was and Absolutely. how, it, and how it, it had to go through all those other, those other lives to be that avatar at the beginning of the Piscean Age. Yeah, and these teachings that have come down to us have come to us through a unique set of uh, components, if you will. The messengers, the ascended masters, dictations, things of that nature. In our question and answer um, segment at the end of the show today, the segment four, we're going to go into that a little bit more. We're going to talk about what is a dictation? Who are the messengers? Uh, what is the Great White Brotherhood? Um, a number of things that people have asked us to expand on before We'll kind of start that process again. We're going to revisit those topics and kind of give you, you know, some summaries of what these things are and then invite you again to join the adventure, the spiritual quest at tsl.org. You'll hear us say that again a number of times. Please write it down and please feel free to send an email, ask a question, just find out more about how we're going to organize this as time goes on. Whatever you want to do, we are in this spiritual adventure together. And on that note, it's already first segment is about over. Oh, my um, gosh. Uh, when we return, we'll continue talking about this, you know, who we are, why we're here, and we'll hear a short excerpt from a lecture on this very topic by Elizabeth Clare Prophet. So please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You 
are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And welcome back, everyone. Thanks for staying with us. You know, um, after the last segment, I think it's safe to say that we are passionate about this path that we're on. And, you know, who knows how long it has taken each of us to find this path. And I, for one, have no intention of letting it go. No. Um, This is literally the path that finally helped me to make sense of my whole life. You know, the steps I took or didn't take, the choices I made, everything, relationships, experiences. Um, As I said before about that crazy quilt, and as you were talking about how things fell in place for you, too. Mm Mm-hmm. This is when it all made sense, yeah. and it doesn't mean that I understand it all, that I haven't got a ton to, to, to learn. Always learning something. But it was the core. There was an essential niche to these teachings that suddenly allowed me to see things from a larger perspective, and where I could understand, that's why I'm here. That's, what I, that's why I chose to do it that way. Mm-hmm. I look at my relationships, my children, my grandchildren, my friends, this community, this opportunity right here, right now on the radio show, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it all makes sense within a larger context. You know what I mean? It, it, it does. And I think what we want to emphasize here is not to let opportunities slip through our fingers. Yeah. This is a <laughs> unique time in Earth's history. This time, type of teaching has not been given in a public way, so to speak, on this planet probably for 10,000 years. So it's here by dispensation, in other words. And what has happened, we haven't had it before because our karma individually and collectively, hasn't allowed it. But the grace of God is great, and it's coming forth at this time. But we have to recognize it for what it is, number one, and then we have to implement it in our lives if we're to get the full benefit of it. We can't assume the opportunity is going to be there all the time, because it hasn't been for the past 10,000 years. The full truth hasn't been there. And and to clarify, because I know there are people listening who will say, well, didn't Jesus bring these teachings? And yes, he did, but mostly he gave these as inner temple teachings. They were not necessarily what he spoke of. To the public, exactly. Even though we we haven't even gotten his public teachings in truth, (laughs) because clearly he taught about reincarnation and karma Mm -hmm. and other things. But I, I just want to say is, you know, let's not be asleep at the switch. In other words, if you think this appears like it might have something of value, try it, experiment with it. Because, you know, the, if it is what it is, and obviously we believe it is, then it's worth trying it and seeing if your life doesn't change. And that's what it's all about. You've got nothing to lose. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and isn't there some sort of an inner clock that's inside of our soul that says, you know, I better do this now. Yeah. <laughs> Versus, I mean, uh, I knew I can, that. I can wait I, I until knew, tomorrow. I knew I had to be yeah. on a path of some kind. I yeah. knew. I did too. I had something I had to do, which of course begins with balancing my karma. But yeah. putting on our Christhood. It's not just a negative thing, getting rid of bad karma. Putting on increments of our Christhood. You don't have to become a full Christ to put on increments of your Christhood. It's a process mm-hmm. as your soul is healed. I mean, isn't that pretty exciting? Oh, I, it's, it's totally exciting. exciting. And it also, you mentioned this earlier, and in fact, we've talked about it before, that the reason why our lives unfold as they do has all to do with the choices we've made in the past, our, our karma. Right. You know? And so if we have to, if some of us have to come back again, although St. Germain promised if we applied ourselves and used the violet flame, we could either make our ascension in this life or the next one, depending on our age. Mm-hmm. But if some people have to come back, don't you want to come back in the best possible position? Oh, I think so. And so balance your karma. <laughs> you know, seek. It doesn't matter if you're 7 or 70. You know, everything counts on a spiritual path. So don't wait. 
Give it a try. And then, and then there's astrology to to what what we do. You know, there's, oh, yeah. a, there's Mother Mary's cosmic astrology, and and that also helps you. As a matter of fact, I have a tendency to look in retrospect. You know, mm-hmm. something happened last month, and I might look at and see where I was. In my in my clock of oh. how many years, how many months, how many days, well, and, and 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 then it's uh, there it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was going to happen. And it, it'll make sense in that context. Right. We did a show maybe three four months ago on the cosmic clock. Yeah. Which is a way of looking forward to get an idea of what might be coming. You know that mm-hmm. little bit of karma we get every day that's deposited on our doorstep. On our doorstep, as you if you yeah. will. Well, it'd be nice to know what that is and maybe what it looks like so that we can at least be somewhat prepared Indeed. when it comes. Indeed. <laughs> because then we could dispense with it in the morning and have a new day, the rest of the day, to kind of get ahead of our karma. Absolutely. What, what's the best way for our listeners to uh, learn about the cosmic uh, astrology? Do you well, know? I'd say go to tsl.org, to our bookstore. We've got books, we've got lectures and multimedia products on the cosmic clock. You can put that in the search bar, mm-hmm. cosmic clock. You'll find a number of options there to take a look at. Because, you know, for instance, if you're 33 years old, it's your, you're at the end of a certain spiral, you know, uh, um, and then you're <laughs> going to begin a new one. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's all these <laughs> break, break, breaks there's, down. There's lots down. to know, but yeah. fortunately, the Ascended Masters, in their wisdom, have given us the tools that we need to, you know, answer all the questions, to uh, forge all the trails, to survive the rapids, I mean, whatever it is we need Find to do. Find something that interests you and start there. Yeah, because yeah, right. your, your heart will tell you. Your soul knows where it wants to go. Yeah. You just kind of tune in. And if you're, if you're particularly interested in the Eastern Masters, that's the place to start if you're interested. I mean, because they've, uh, the Masters have, sen- have ascended from oh, every, every major religion and spiritual discipline. Yeah. You know, another thing, by the way, <laughs> we're jumping around here a bit. We're talking about karma, but also car- reincarnation. Mm-hmm. You know, um, how many times have we had the opportunity to get it right. You know? I think more than any of us would care to, I to think about. I think it would about. be a daunting realization to yeah. suddenly look at that picture and go, oh my In the tens of thousands gosh. of lifetimes. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's amazing to think about that. Well, it is. Well, anyway, um, I think we probably should move on here. Well, let me, let me ask this then. What does our inner divinity look like? Good place so, to start. Right now, let's hear what Elizabeth Clare Prophet has to say on this subject. This evening I'm going to present to you a spiritual teaching that is basic to your self-knowledge that has come out of the ages of Aries and Pisces and Aquarius. And this teaching regarding yourself is a universal teaching, a universal religion, if you will. It extracts the heart of truth, the penetrating mysticism that was discovered by all of the great revolutionaries of East and West. The restoration of our divine inheritance, the legacy of these ages, is what today restores us to that inner divinity and empowers us and enables us once again to walk neath our God and to contribute to the mainstream of everyday life, the light, in fact, a mighty river of life as it becomes the moving together of the rivulets of consciousness of all of us. Today, then, we stand on a threshold of immense opportunity. We live in a period of unique astrological configurations that portend tremendous events. Astrological configurations that were there when Jesus Christ was born, when great innovations were made. And at the same time, the most difficult soul testing and initiation. And that is because the whole world with those of us who first sense the light 
has to be stepped up into the new wavelength of this divine revelation. So I would like to begin at the beginning and tell you about the three levels of your inner divinity that we see on this chart. I would like to tell you that the freedom that we embody is the very means whereby there can be a golden age of Aquarius. I submit to you this evening that the dispensations of light and of God's attempt to restore to us the inner light in the past 4,000 years have been misconstrued or denied by Orthodox religion East and West. And I submit to you then by the heart and sponsorship of Saint Germain, of Jesus Christ and all the Ascended Masters and Archangels, that God himself is determined in this hour to return to each and every one of us the full empowerment of our divine reality. And if we take that and understand its science and run with it, we will see how immediately we can change the course not only of our lives, but of our entire planet. So I must begin at the beginning, and the beginning is the upper figure in this chart. This chart of the three bodies of man also represents the revelations of God in these three ages we're speaking of. It's very interesting that these three bodies of incarnation are actually taught in Buddhism as well. We look at the upper figure in the chart and it represents that pulsating divine reality of absolute perfection, the divine monad that is called the I am presence, the father figure, the lawgiver. The revelation of one God as opposed to many gods came through Akhenaten, the Pharaoh of Egypt 33 centuries ago. He brought to us an awareness of God as the sun, Aton. He drew the rays coming from the sun, ending in hands, signifying that there is one God, but many manifestations in form, and that we are extensions of that one. Moses identified the one God when he saw a bush that burned but was not consumed. And that is the beginning of the mystery of the divine fire that is burning in your breast in this very moment. It is the bush that burned but was not consumed. And the reality is that we are that bush. We are that physical vessel. The vessel may be temporal and transient, but there is a spiritual fire that burns in it that does not quench it and that lives on after the bush has outlived its usefulness. It was the angel of the Lord who spoke to Moses out of the burning bush and it was Archangel Michael. He came to announce to him his mission in that life and his mission was to liberate the children of God out from under the tyranny of the Egyptian taskmasters. And so God tells him in the person of the Archangel, go into Egypt and set my people free. Go in and tell them that I will deliver them through you. Moses is mortified. He says, they will never believe me. They will mock me. Who are you? Whom shall I say sent me unto them? What is thy name? 
Moses wants to know the name of God because he knows that it is the key to the identity of God and the key to his power. So God says to Moses, I am that I am. Tell them that I am hath sent you unto them. This is my name forever and my memorial to all generations. Whether we realize it or not, this was the most exciting moment in the age of Aries. Because in that moment, God restored to us a lost divinity. That was the moment when, once again, we could call on the name of God as a state of being, the state of our own being. And what is the meaning of I am that I am? It means I am here below that which I am above. I am in manifestation the living God flame as I am that I am presence above. Hermes Trismegistus and the early Christian Gnostics knew this eternal truth. Indeed they did. They did. <laughs> and that I am presence is literally an individual manifestation of God within each one of us. Now, you heard Elizabeth Prophet refer to the I Am chart. If you go to tsl.org and simply put in the search bar, I Am chart or chart of the presence, you will see the three components of our being, the I Am presence above, the Christ self in the middle, and us as gods in becoming at the bottom. Anyway, we've got to take a short break here, but uh, don't go away because we've got plenty more. Stay with us. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Is the I Am Presence that was with us at our creation still with us? And why are we here? 
<laughs> Listen as Elizabeth Clara Prophet reveals more about our inner self and our divine blueprint. Our interviewer is Doug Kenyon. Last time we spoke about the law of the inner self. What is the inner self? The inner self has been revealed to those who have sought that self in many forms. And the forms which the self has taken have determined the course of the world's major religions. Gautama discovered that self to be the Buddha. Jesus discovered that self to be the Christ. But Moses began with the inner realization that for me is the cause behind the effect, the real source. When God appeared to Moses out of the bush that burned but was not consumed, and Moses, receiving his commission to go and speak to the people of Israel and to rescue the children from Egyptian bondage, asked the voice that spoke to him, Whom shall I say sent me unto you? And the voice of God spoke and gave the identification that has been, for time immemorial, the source of light to his people. God said, Tell them that I am hath sent you unto them. And he gave his name as I am that I am. This was the declaration of being. And upon that declaration of being was the mission of Moses. It was power, it was energy, it was consciousness, it was self-awareness. And the Lord said, And this shall be my name forevermore. This name of God is not simply a name, but it is a word that comes out of that word by which all things were made. It is an energy, and when we say that name, I am that I am, we are confirming that the same God who spoke to Moses stands where we stand. I think that that is the very beginning of the science of the splitting of the atom, the releasing of the energy of molecules, of the very nucleus of life, and it is also the beginning of the opening of the inner self of man and woman. I think everybody says, I am, many, many times a day, so... Are you saying that they're actually naming, naming God when they say, I am? The verb to be is the first statement of being. And as God is first cause, he is being. Some schools of metaphysics and uh, teachings such as unity, teaching affirmations, have taught that what we affirm in a positive way, like Norman Vincent Peale, we bring into our lives, and what we affirm negatively, we also bring into our lives. And so, there are those who have evolved statements beginning with, I am, I am well, I am happy, I am whole, and they have cautioned us not to say that I am sick, or I am tired, or I am unhealthy. So this thought has been glimpsed, and it does work, and what we find is that it works not only because of the power of positive thinking, it works because the very name itself releases the energy of God. What is the element of ego involved in this? I think to many people it appears that when one says, I am, one is asserting one's ego. Well, it is the divine ego of us all who declares within us, I am. Then we can choose to be that I am, 
We can choose to be one with that divine ego or we can rebel against it and say, well, I'm going to be what I want to be and uh, we can affirm a separate identity from that inner I am and we can affirm it so long that we eventually lose contact with the inner divine ego and we live the life of the human ego. You mention Eastern religions and the teachings of Buddha and you mention Moses and Jesus. Where is the teaching of the I am found in Eastern religions? In the East, I am that I am is pronounced as the Om, which is spelled O-M or A-U-M. And it is the other side of the I am that I am. And this is the difference between East and West. In the East, the object of religion and of devotion to God is to go within, to go into samadhi, to go into nirvana, and the going within to the source of energy is reflected in the way of life. And the outer conditions, for instance, in India, the major nation of religion in the East, are poverty, but the people have a very rich inner life. In the West, we find that the goal of our contact with God is to go within and get the flame and draw it forth for the mastery of the matter plane. And so we find that mastery being expressed in our environment. So the mantra that is used in the East to find God, the going within, is the Om. Once we go within, then it becomes the object of the people of the West to draw forth that energy and therefore God gave to us the name Om as I am that I am because it draws forth energy that is the use of the word and when the word is repeated as a mantra I am that I am I am that I am it has the effect of drawing forth energy to meet every challenge of our life can one use it in a broader sense is there more that one can do with it other than simply affirming that I am I seem to recall that Jesus used the term in many different uh, many different statements and I'm curious exactly what we may conclude from that Jesus said I am the way the truth and the life I am the resurrection and the life he actually gave many affirmations which have been recorded in scripture and many more which were not recorded to his disciples. He taught them what we call the science of the spoken word and that science begins with God and it ends with God and it places man in the middle as the one who is the instrument for God becoming God. We keep referring to the word and the I am is obviously a reference to the word here and I know there are many references in the scripture to the word being in the beginning with God and I'm anxious to hear more about exactly what the word is and uh, what is the relationship between God and his word what can we learn from that well beloved John says that in the beginning was the word and without the word was not anything made that was made we find that the Word was made flesh, and that is the incarnation of Jesus Christ. So the Word figures as the second person of the Trinity, the Christ, the Son of God. And its function is creation, the bringing forth out of the Father and out of his law, that which is manifest for us to behold. Uh, 
the lack of understanding of the word before it is made flesh is that darkness and uh, the light that was not comprehended. So with the coming of the Son of God, we discover the meaning of the word as the Christ consciousness, as the very mind of God, of which Paul said, let that mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. This means that we can all become the incarnation of the word. We can all attain to the level of Christ consciousness. In fact, it is our sole destiny to do so. And not only to be aware of the self as God, but to be aware of the self as Father, as Son, and as Holy Spirit, or as the Hindus would phrase it, as Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. Well... I suppose it's good to say that everybody can become like Christ, but how many have succeeded? Isn't Jesus the only one? And perhaps maybe one or two others? Well, I think that people have an idolatrous sense of Jesus. They worship their own concept of what Jesus was. He is depicted as the perfect master, and he was indeed the perfect master. But he is depicted in people's minds as someone robot-like, perfected in the flesh, so far above everyone else, that no matter how well we do in our daily lives, people think that they can never come close to approximating the life of Jesus Christ. And yet the saints have told us that we must imitate Christ. The imitation of Christ, Thomas Akempis, is a very important Christian work because it tells us that we must try to imitate his life. And Jesus told us, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Now many think that it is blasphemy to try to become like Christ, that there was only one Son of God, and that no one else can be like him because we are all sinners. It is this concept of original sin carried on and on generation after generation that makes people not even try to master the basic principles of life which Jesus taught. I believe this to be error and to be antichrist, and I believe that it deprives Christians, Jews, Muslims, and the whole world of the very essence of the life which Jesus lived. And that essence is, in Jesus' statement, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. This statement is the promise of the Lord Christ himself that we should try to work with him and work with the Father and to be an imitator of his work. If Jesus is giving us this assignment, then he must know that God has placed within us the resources to fulfill it. Well, what are these resources? The basic resource of life is the spark of cosmic consciousness, which is the flame in the heart. The threefold flame of love, wisdom, and power, which is our focal point of the Trinity. And so, I believe that Christianity, as well as Judaism and Islam, have been stripped of the very meat of the word because of this making Jesus, Mohammed, Moses, and the great prophets an exception to the rule, rather than the rule of living for us all. Now I believe it is the hour for the coming of our understanding of God as mother. A mother who takes her children by the hand and teaches them the wisdom and the law of the Father. 
a mother of consolation who explains the role of the Holy Spirit as the great comforter and the great forgiver in life. Our understanding, then, is not of original sin, but of original bliss, as we are born of the Father, Mother, God, of Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. As we see our souls coming forth, then, from the Father, Mother, God, we realize that it is not the sin of Adam and Eve, but it is the original blueprint of our Maker which endows us with the ability to become joint heirs with Christ, with Moses, with Mohammed, and with Gautama Buddha. Thank you very much. You've certainly opened up a number of subjects which will be the subject of further programs on Inner Perspectives. That is true, and it'll also be the subject of future programs on The Open Door. Yes. <laughs> I love that. We are we are joint heirs with God through the manifestation of the universal Christ. Yeah. It's a great concept. And in a moment, we'll be joint heirs of the insights of Sid Bennett. <laughs> so please don't go away. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And yes, once again, we are back. And in case we get carried away here, (laughs) I'm going to mention this website, or actually this email address, one more time for any of you out there who are interested in taking this spiritual quest, joining joining us for a sacred adventure. And that is spiritualquest at tsl.org. Spiritualquest at tsl.org. Now, as we mentioned earlier, We want to talk about some of the basics of who we are and who we represent. So let's begin with the Ascended Masters. Who are they? Ascended Masters. Well, you probably know some Ascended Masters, (laughs) not only from their spiritual heritage, Mm -hmm. Jesus, Gautama Buddha, uh, St. Paul, um, St. Francis, many of the great luminaries from the spiritual uh, history of this planet. Mm -hmm. But there's also people that are Ascended Masters that you've probably known, if not in this lifetime, then other lifetimes, Mm -hmm. because they are just like we are. 
They have the light of God within their hearts, but they have progressed on the spiritual path to the point where they no longer need to re-embody. They become one with their I am presence and their holy Christ self. And so they are masters in heaven, if you will. And they know what it's like to be on earth because they've walked this path. They face the same test that we're facing every day. And they so much want to help us and so much want to give us, you know, guidance. And I got to say one thing here, you know, because you think, well, if Jesus ascended master and, you know, my uncle George is now an ascended master, (laughs) what does that mean? Well, what happens is not everyone has the same attainment, obviously. You know, the star is different glory. But the ascension is only the beginning of your spiritual growth and progress. It is, you know, God continually transcends himself. So even as an ascended master, you're still on a spiritual path. Well, I I Hmm. think that is a very essential point to make is that that is the promise of this path, that we will become ascended masters. That's not too grand a concept to embrace. And, and it, you know, the amazing thing is, it's, it's all the happiness you've ever dreamed of. It's the joy you've dreamed of. It's, you know, the day there'll be no more tears, no more separations, no more partings. And yet you're still an evolving and growing being. Yeah. You know, you aren't limited by this physical form. You're one with God. And so that is when the real path begins. Indeed. And, and you know, when I first came into these teachings, there were people who had, who had been in the IM activity from the 30s that were now had come over mm-hmm. into the Summit Lighthouse. And so these were my brothers and sisters, and, and they've made their ascensions and some of the some of the uh, earlier ones. You know, I mean, it's, it's really neat. You know? It's doable. It's doable. <laughs> yeah. That's right. If we make the effort in sincerity and love, God will do everything he can to get us home. And yeah. I, w- I would say one other quick thing here. I know we repeat this point often. The Ascended Masters have seen everything that we're going to see. They, they, they've been in our shoes, if you will. They know what we're facing. They faced it themselves. They're not super special in that regard. They're like us, a little bit ahead of us, perhaps, on the path. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they know how we can get home, too. They yeah. do. They, yeah. They've done it. So, uh, Sid, let's briefly enumerate our basic tenets and beliefs, then, if we can, for our, for our listeners. <laughs> that's, that's the easy it's, question. It's a big mouthful. Well, okay, let's just start with, with the core here. We believe the Spirit of God will lives within us as a flame burning in our heart, that yeah. there's a part of God already in us, yeah. and, and that's our goal to unite that. Our goal is to reunite with this inner God flame and to ascend to permanent oneness, mm-hmm. becoming masterful, immortal beings. In other words, the soul itself is not immortal until we make our ascension. Yep. Okay. And this pathway of our soul is over many, many lifetimes. As we've stressed repeatedly. Yeah. And we learn yeah. and grow, and sometimes we have setbacks. But what we, from our experiences and free will choices, we kind of get hopefully closer and closer t- to that goal. Yeah. You know, as part of this, we believe in angels, karma, reincarnation, twin flames, and soulmates. The violet flame is the tool to balance our karma so we don't have to go through every single thing physically, which is mercy beyond words. And also that these teachings are the progressive revelation of God. They didn't stop with Jesus or Moses or Muhammad. They continue. And the challenge is to read the vibration of these teachings. There's a lot of people out there that are, are claiming, you know, this is the truth and so forth. And some of them may be very sincere, but they aren't pure. And so... They aren't the truth, and so they lead people astray. I remember there was a book I read once, and someone told me that book was 90% correct, but that 10% was enough to take someone off the path. So you have to ask God to really show you, is this the way? Is this the truth? Is this the path I'm meant to write? Walk and be open to it when God shows you. Oh, yeah. You know, you mentioned progressive revelation. Basically, what we're saying there is that God continues to talk to us. The story continues to unfold. It didn't stop with Jesus or with any other personage, it continues. And what our challenge is, what the fallen angels have done, which we've talked to a few times before, <laughs> once or twice, is they brought forth all these <laughs> other voices so that it's hard for the true children of God to discern 
what is the true voice. Yeah. And, and that's where you really have to pray for the Holy Spirit for discernment because there are many teachings out there. And again, some of them are very well-intentioned, some not, but they can take you from the truth. And so please plead with God and the Holy Spirit to affirm to you if this is the path you are to walk. Well, and it is a universal path, is it not? Well, absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't exclude anyone on this planet. Yeah. Every single person can walk this path. And doesn't it make sense, if you go back to the history of this planet, that God has brought forth certain teachings at certain times for certain groups of souls. Right. You know, whether it's Buddhism, Hinduism, or going back to Atlantis and Lemuria that we don't know that much about. But the teachings do build on themselves. And so everyone, no matter what our background, what our religious affiliation, whether it was none mm-hmm. or who knows what. Or many. This is for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Sid, who or what? is the Great White Brotherhood. <laughs> well, the Great White Brotherhood are the saints in heaven, so to speak. They're referred to in, uh, I think it's Revelation 7, as those that are clothed uh, in white robes. Okay. It doesn't refer to race, obviously. No. It refers to the light of God that never fails. And so, again, these are the ascended masters. And it's the body of light in the universe that works to implement God's will. And, you know, God doesn't, these aren't, you know, puppets on a, on a string to God. Mm-hmm. They're all individual in their godhood and their attainment. And they lead us, the ascended masters. But you know what? You can be part of the great white brotherhood even as an unascended being. Mm-hmm. As we follow and practice what they teach us, we can be part of that. We can. And you know, one way you can, of course, not the only way, is to be um, part of the Summit Lighthouse. You want to maybe tackle that one a little bit? You know, just what exactly is the Summit Lighthouse? <laughs> yeah. The, the Summit Lighthouse, founded in 1958 by Mark Prophet and sponsored by the ascended masters, was the next step in revealing God's truth at this particular time. And, you know, you think about it, you know, how does God reveal truth? Well, to Moses, he gave the tablets and so forth, and Mm -hmm. others, they gave direct revelation. But in this age, he needed two people, in this case, Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, that actually would bring forth these teachings and establish them. And they need an organization. you got to, you know, print the pages. you got (laughs) to answer the phone. You know, you got to do like any other thing in the world. You have to be organized. Right. But they are the vehicle for the presentation of the teachings of the Ascended Masters for this time. Yeah. So that kind of answers my next question, which, which is, who are the messengers? Do you want to add anything to yeah, I do want to add something. You know, you think of, well, do, are these, you know, we do we idolatize these people that brought uh-huh. forth these teachings? Absolutely not. Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, they came in with less than 50% of their karma balance. So they were like us. You mm-hmm. know, in the book of Revelation, they talk about the two witnesses and sackcloth. That's their karma. That's so the they had a lot okay. to learn, too, in balance. But the difference was they had the attainment from previous lifetimes that they could be sponsored by the ascended masters, anointed by the ascended masters spiritually, that they could be a pure stream for these teachings. And that's the key. They weren't humanly perfect. They made mistakes. They had karma like we did. But because of their spiritual attainment in other lifetimes, they were able to be able to be used by the ascended masters. And you have a lot of people that are bringing forth messages from the psychic realm. Mm-hmm. And again, some of these people may have good intentions, but they don't have the purity because they don't have the sponsorship of the ascended masters. So what they, they're getting mixed things, and some may be true and some not true. So that is what's unique about these two people. Not that they're humanly perfect, but they had the spiritual attainment to be used as instruments of God. And a lot of the teachings you hear, Mrs. Prophet, are not necessarily her teachings. They're what the masters are giving to her, and she repeats them to us. Well, yeah. you know, uh, we refer to them as messengers, which, of course, um, tells us that they were bringing messages. Indeed. And these are in the form of dictations. Yeah. You want to say a little bit dictations more about what dictations are? Dictations are where the master overshadows one of the messengers and speaks through them. And there's different kinds. We don't have time to go into that today. But again, it is a direct stream of the ascended masters. 
the people it's you know the people that are are, are psychic bring forth these impure uh, mm-hmm. if you will, they get to a psychic realm, psychic realm or a lower realm where their messages come from, and they don't have the same purity. And so it's somewhat dangerous, um, you know, to, to open yourself to those. Because they're overlaying too much of themselves. Right. With their right. It's like channeling is, not, is an impure, you know, again, they may have good intentions, but they're channeling the psychic realm, which is not the realm of the ascended masters. It's a much lower realm. And so you aren't getting the pure truth. I hear you. Well, um we we're we're coming up on the close of the show, and so in the time we have left, let's talk a little bit about the divine self, the I am presence, and the Christ self. <laughs> well, you got yeah. fifty-seven you go. seconds, right? Yeah, yeah, fifteen seconds. Just to understand <laughs> who you are spiritually. It's your identity in God, and what we think is us, which is this outer body in our day-to-day life, is a small portion of who our total being is. Mm-hmm. And I want to repeat here that the soul, our soul, is not immortal until we reunite with God through the ascension. And that's the goal and purpose of life. But if we know that God's within us, we're going to treat this body respect. with respect. We're going to honor what we take in, how we use it, what we say, the energy that God gives us. And that will allow us to be at a higher vibration, to feel the presence of God in a greater way. As we feel that presence, we get you know, sort of recharged, and it goes more and more. It's a building momentum of God within us. Mm-hmm. Many of us have shut off the presence of God so we can't feel it and don't hear it. Start to live in a different way with the use of decrees and prayers and right diet and, and everything else in your life that is no as good and pure. That momentum of the presence of God will build within you, and it will take you where you've never been before. Wow. Well, except in the beginning. Indeed. It'll take you back. Yeah. Well... <laughs> We've done it again, Terry. I know we have, Tom. (laughs) It's amazing. Every week I say it, I know I sound like a broken record, but an hour has just literally evaporated, and for a good cause. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, too. (laughs) I'm so happy you're all here. Yeah, thank you out there for listening and and joining us. And and there again, if you have any questions or concerns, send them to us at webradio at tsl.org. Do you want to repeat that other spiritual? Thank you, actually, I would. Uh, Again, if... Those of you who are interested at, at any level of your being in taking a sacred adventure, a spiritual quest, do send us an email, spiritualquest at tsl.org, and somebody will answer you, I promise. Very good. <laughs> so in the meantime, remember, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out, out of this world. God bless you, everyone. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.